0: You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lee Gomez, and you're listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. Today we're chatting with Nathan Williams of Waves, here at the historic confines of Thalia Hall in Chicago's Pilsen neighborhood. Nathan, can't thank you enough for chatting today, man. How we doing? Not bad. We're about uh, almost two weeks into the tour. Feeling pretty
1: good. Excited to be in Chicago. So-
0: pretty much gathered here tonight to celebrate the 12th anniversary of Waves' uh, seminal album, King of the Beach, uh, King of the Beach Tour. Uh, my understanding is that this was supposed to be a 10-year anniversary, but you know, COVID kind of put the kibosh on that. How's the tour been going so far, and what's it been like revisiting the album that really cemented you guys at the forefront of the indie scene?
1: It's been great. I- I'm happy that we f- are finally getting to do it. Definitely a bummer to have to push it back. doesn't have the same ring to it, 12-year anniversary, but it's fine. Yeah, it's been going really well. Shows show's been fun uh and then after this we go and we do australia to do the same sort of thing
0: favorite place to tour outside of uh the u.s australia Australia, for sure absolutely i've never been but the place looks beautiful when everything's not trying to kill you right yeah (laughs) everybody keeps saying that is this is this some reference maybe what what is the reference it must just be uh maybe an american uh thing i don't know but from what from my from what i've learned it's africa and australia Everything's trying Everything to kill you? is just out to get you. Uh, whether you're in the outback, whether you're in the water.
1: I'm personally more afraid of, of uh, white people with guns. Okay. So America scares me more, Touring, I can deal with a kangaroo trying to punch me. You versus a kangaroo. If the money
0: was on the line, could you take it? Kangaroo minus 190. I like those odds. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, I mean, yeah, when this album first came out, I mean, it was a ripper of a, uh, you know, just this amalgamation of garage and surf punk. And given that the album certainly uh, set the trajectory for you guys, uh, looking back at it 12 years later, anything you might change about it, but rather, or rather, if nothing, any advice future Nathan would give past Nathan?
1: That was the first time I'd been to a studio to record. And I remember, we were actually, we've been talking about it on this tour. Uh, I remember being nervous mostly nervous about having my vocal so high in the mix because it was like sort of popular at the time in the like lo-fi self-recorded bedroom scene to put your vocal real low throw a bunch of fuzz or reverb on it and there was like this thing about me at the time that i couldn't write a song people thought that it was just like a, a shtick or something
0: you proved them wrong, right?
1: I guess so, right? But uh, at the time, I remember being like a little bit nervous, like, you know, those things get to you, having never had any attention or people writing or talking about me, really. And i just come off like the Primavera thing, and so people, I felt like, kind of wanted me to fail. But no, I don't think I'd change anything. I think that it ended up being exactly what it was supposed to be. King of the Beach
0: All right, so talking some tracks here in the past, you have expressed some reservations. You know, you talked about uh, you know, high voice, different lo-fi sounds. You expressed when the album first came out with regards to tracks, meaning uh, how Green Eyes might have been misperceived from some of your different previous works. And now the ironic part is, I mean, that song is pretty much number two on your guy's Spotify page. Right. So, I mean, while darker and lyrical tone and, you know, the pacing and lo-fi sound went on to be an album highlight for sure, what was the inspiration behind that track? And, you know, when making music today, do you still find yourself having the same reservations about things you're looking to release?
1: No, I think probably now I'm a little more comfortable with... People don't even... I mean, you know, we're recording straight up like country songs on Hideaway, and I don't think people even like... Really batted an eye about it, so I think now it's almost just expected that each time we do a record, it's going to be different than the last, at least like a few of the songs. So that was probably the biggest leap for me. And Green Eyes, the writing, the you know the way the song came was the same as all the other songs. I wrote it in my parents' garage. Um, I recorded it on GarageBand first, and I showed the demo to. Dennis Herring at the time um, who was producing the record and same sort of thing just like some of the tones and I thought maybe it was going to be misperceived as something and I
0: thought maybe it was too poppy or clean or I don't know which is so interesting to hear because I mean they're definitely I mean the album itself opens up I'd say maybe the first five or six tracks are just again just straight you know that that whole beach garage Fast, well, it's have fun aesthetic, and then you get to tracks like uh, Mickey Mouse or baseball cards, and that's when things really start to take that poppy route. So to hear that Green Eyes, yeah, is the the one in your head that there might have been some. Reservations it's weird because
1: pop- I recorded Mickey Mouse at in that garage, and then I on. On GarageBand, I got an SP 550 and programmed it and recorded it with my little brother. And uh, I had like a this Ronette CD, and I pulled this little sample, made it the song in a couple hours. And we went into the studio, and I explained that I wanted to do this song. And uh, I scrapped what we were doing because it didn't sound like it was going the way that I wanted to. And then I just ended up giving the stems from my GarageBand to Dennis to run through his board. So really that, you know, Mickey Mouse was produced by me and my brother. And, you know, it, sa- it doesn't sound dissimilar to convertible balloon or, or baseball cards or green eyes. I, d- I don't know why that green eyes in particular stood out to me. Green eyes.
0: second, onto the album cover. Let's take a minute and talk about Snacks the cat. Let's talk. Alright, so Thatta for boy. those uninitiated, Snacks was the inspiration for the cartoon cat featured on the King of the Beach album art, and also the cat of uh, one of the featured artists on the album, uh, Bethany Cosentino. Given Snacks recent passing, how'd that idea come to be? I mean, it, it's a cute cat, but the trippy background, the gold chain, the doobie it's holding, it really paints a picture. So It was just basically Snacks sort of dressed up as as me i was doing
1: this sort of thing when we i wrote king of the beach i actually wrote king of the beach while i was in a hotel in uh, mississippi um it was one of the songs that was written during the recording process i didn't have a demo for it uh prior to
0: mississippi known for their beaches of course
1: yeah exactly um while i was there that's where i was recording the record and uh Snacks was just sort of a, he, like, he was around. Me and Beth found him when we had moved into our first apartment together. He was just, like, a street cat. And so he was sort of, like, the sort of inspiration for a lot of things. He ended up being, like, he's, like, a, the mascot. He's sort of, like, the Waves and Best Coast mascot, in a way. So I have a Patreon, and I've been going through these old demos. Um, and I found a demo from uh, 11 years ago. Um, for the album after King of the Beach, this first single, um, Demon to Lean on. And you can hear Snacks meowing in the background because he was like always talking when you were recording music. He was like,
0: raw, raw,
1: and you'd like, be like, What's up, dude? Do you like that? Or, No, that's not good. Should I change that part? One paw
0: for yes, two paws for no. Exactly. Shining in the sun
1: like a convertible balloon.
0: Back in 2009, Waves brought on uh, Death Grips and Hella Drummer, extraordinary Zach Hill. Tracks were recorded for an LP called Babes. Even a few singles got released back in the the days of your your old blog, Ghost Ramp. They were messier, they are more depressing than anything you guys had released, but also, they were pretty great. I gotta ask, are we ever going to see the Babes LP released? I know you mentioned a Patreon.
1: Yeah, people, I do AMAs on my Patreon, and it's the first question that gets asked every time. I think, like, the idea of the album is, like, bigger than, like, what the album even was now. They, it acted as sort of, because it was right between, it was right before King of the Beach got recorded. I had these demos. I'd taken some of the demos up to Zach, and we had recorded some of them. Songs like Hula Hoop. There's another one called Goldilocks. For whatever reason, they weren't, I felt like, uh, Horseshoes. That was another one. Sort of just didn't make the cut for King of the Beach. And I don't even remember what the other songs were, really. Uh, Post Acid, I had recorded with him, but I hadn't written a chorus, which, like, until I got into the studio, the the chorus was, like, sort of the... That's what makes that whole song. And then I don't really remember the other ones. Baseball Cards, I had recorded. He d- d- obviously didn't drum on it. I, I, I don't know. Probably not. Uh... <laughs> But, you know, if he was, if he asked me to record something, I don't think we would do any of those old songs. I think we would just probably start start new.
0: And for this Patreon, do you have a handle or a username you can shout yeah, out there? For waves. Any- oh, waves? Yeah, Waves.
1: Waves? Yeah, patreon.com slash waves. Um, I actually have released some of the Babe stuff that was unreleased on that Patreon. And uh, B-sides from King of the Beach that were never released. I released a B-side from Afraid of Heights today. That was never released. Original demos. The snacks thing I was talking about from Demon and Leon is on there. I don't know. If, if he ever reaches out to me and he asks, I, I don't have the songs anymore either. Oh. I don't okay. have those demos. I don't think Zach does either. There was another guy. I think it's... We're going to uh, find him in Prince's Vault. Whoever plays um, Synth in Death Grips. I, don't, I can't remember what it's Not MC
0: Wright and not Zach Hill.
1: No, no, Riot, no. The, uh, the third. He was, was the one. one, I think, who was producing... Babes at the time. We were in some church in Sacramento. It's a little bit fuzzy. He might have those demos still, but uh, again, like I think maybe we recorded nine songs, and it was mid, and it was cool. <laughs> like sounded cool, but I think like Cool Jumper was by far the best song, and we released that one.
0: So Andy Morin was, I believe, the name. Andy of that. Morin. Andy Morin Andy. was the name yep. of that gentleman. Yeah, so. so he was producing it. Excellent. I appreciate your time here. You know, staying in line uh, or the true spirit of King of the Beach. Uh, I'll pose this one last question to you. Myself being from the south side of Chicago, I enjoy myself a nice malt liquor from time to time. Nice 40. Yourself, I I would deduce maybe the same based off of what we know about the album. Any 40 ounce beverage of choice? Any favorite brand? Personally, I'm a Mickey's guy myself.
1: So a 40 in particular, so it wouldn't be the Grenades. When I was younger, I would drink King Cobra. We used to play a game called Edward Forty Hands. Oh, very familiar. Yeah, and we would do either a Mickey's... Sure. and a King Cobra or a there's this one called a Bud Dry I'm gonna do a 40 of Bud Dry and a 40 of OE and we used to do it at my parents house actually in the back and then uh, my friend Rory couldn't finish his and he his pants in, my,
0: in in the room and uh, as most OE stories usually end yeah yeah
1: uh, it ha- ended up happening a few times another yeah. friend of mine Patrick his pants too and so with that
0: this has been a Chirp Radio Artist Interview yeah thanks for having me This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org podcasts.